Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Enterprise Incidents with Scott and Steve. I am Steve Morris. And I am Scott Nance. And I can't begin to tell you, Scott, how excited I am that we are finally doing this. We are finally doing this. We've been talking about this for so long. I think from probably one of the first times I was on The Cinephiles with you and Johnny Roca about, you know, like it became pretty obvious pretty fast that not only are we Star Trek fans, but we are lifelong Star Trek fans, and especially of the original series, uh, which I think is the best, and I know you do too. And, you know, we were sort of talking for a little while about, hey, why don't we do a podcast where we, where we go through each episode of the original series? And I was a little, I was a little hesitant, like, has it been that, been that been done? But you talked me into it, buddy. Well, and we kept having these conversations and we have these email exchanges and referencing all these episodes and it's just, you and I couldn't stop talking. In fact, the way we met is Star Trek because the very first time I met you was you walking into my house to record an episode of The Cinephiles on Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. And it was like instant magic as far as I'm concerned. I, I still get people on social media saying like, you know, your episode on the, the cinephiles with Ratha Khan. I was at the arc light in Hollywood and some guy came up to me and says, are, are you Scott Mance? And I said, I said, uh, that depends um, <laughs> because I didn't know where he, where he knew me from. Was it, was it from like Collider or was it uh, from just like Q and A's or, or, you know, maybe somebody remembered me from Access Hollywood, you know, from years ago. And, and he said, I listened to your episode on the cinephiles on the Wrath of Khan. And I was like, whoa, all right. <laughs> the cinephiles, Wrath of Khan. Well, and, and then we did uh, motion picture. So we did them in the opposite order, but it was so obvious that you and I can talk forever well hopefully not forever <laughs> but in a lot of detail about star trek and i was curious scott it sounds like you've had a deep relationship to star trek for a really long time well that and that i definitely have and i think that brings us to why we are doing this this series enterprise incidents with scott and steve because you know when it comes down to it yeah sure uh, other people have done their own podcasts where they they go through episode by episode, whether it's Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, or original series, or obviously Discovery. But what makes this special is the perspective that you and I bring because we have this lifelong love for it and because our, our love and appreciation for Star Trek has changed and evolved o- over these years, you know, episodes that Maybe we didn't like when we were kids. Maybe we love them now. We're going to get into all that. But yeah, my my love for Star Trek goes back to, to 1974. I was five years old and I saw my very, very first episode of Star Trek. It was Mirror, Mirror. And what I remember about it was my friend Mitch Paul. We were playing wiffle ball uh, outside and it's seven o'clock. He, he drops the bat and he goes, Star Trek is on. And he runs inside. And all, me and my friends are like looking around going, what the hell is he doing? So I, I went in after him and I went through the basement door and he was right in front of the TV. And Steve, the image that I have that I remember vividly is, is the Enterprise is going, uh, the, the landing party is beaming up to the Enterprise. And then you see the Enterprise going from left to right. And then there's a flash of light. And then it's going from right to to left and the enterprise beams aboard with different uniforms and Spock has a goatee or a Van Dyke as they call it. And it was weird because that's the episode that hooked me, but it's an atypical episode because 
you're in the mirror universe almost the entire time. And it's not, it's not like the prime universe that, that made me fall in love with it. But, but what made it special was were, were a, th- a few things. One was that this was when Star Trek was in syndication. And it was in syndication, as you know, because you're, you're part of the syndication generation as well. We discovered Star Trek in syndication. Star Trek found its footing. It found its audience. It found its following in syndication. And we were very much a part of that generation that, that launched Star Trek really, truly into the stratosphere of, of fandom, leading to obviously you know, the, the motion picture and, and Wrath of Khan and beyond. But, you know, I went to, I went to the conventions in Philadelphia where I grew up. I worked for the company that ran those conventions for, for 10 years throughout the 90s. And I moved out to California, to Los Angeles, because of Star Trek. And if it wasn't for Star Trek, I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be here talking to you. I would not have had a career that I've had. I, I would not have made the friends that I've made. So Star Trek was so much more than this great show and the great movies. It really impacted my life in so many ways, and it continues to do so to this day. What is your, what is your love? Where does it start? It's so funny because, and we discovered this when we talked about Wrath of Khan. You and I are almost exactly the same age. I can't remember if I'm a month older than you or you're a month older than me, but I, it was the same thing. It wasn't Mitch and the baseball game, and I cannot begin to tell you what the first episode I saw, but once I discovered Star Trek at seven or eight or nine, I had to be home on Channel 2 in San Francisco to watch those episodes. And I, whether it was on at 5 or then it was on at 6 and then went off the air for a few months and then it was on at a different time, I just had to watch them. And I watched them over and over and over again. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've seen these episodes of Star Trek. And here's the thing about it. Two things. The first is, is that I only in the last few years did I realize that Part of my whole philosophy, my whole way of looking at the world comes from Star Trek. A big, huge hunk of it comes from the ideas that I learned in Star Trek. And yes, there are things that are going to seem dated. And yes, there's some things that maybe we might disagree with today. But but like in general, that idea of knowledge, that idea of doing what is right, that idea that the reason this thing you think is your enemy is actually just something you don't understand, looking from different perspectives, all of those things. Like I've made... Um, it's so funny that a bunch of the films that I've made or plays that I've written or even the documentaries I've done have Star Trek themes. And one of the biggest ones is that thing on the other side is just something you don't understand. And the most recent one was I did a Great White Shark documentary. And the whole theme of the Great White Shark documentary is we see this thing as a demon. But when you come to look at it, you have a very different experience of what that shark really is. Mm. And I went, oh, that goes back to Star Trek. Yep. And, and, and here's the other thing about it is that there are all sorts of great television and, 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 you know, fantastic. I have tons of favorites for everything from the Dick Van Dyke show and the twilight zone to mash and all in the family and, you know, Hill street blues and on and on and on all the way to breaking bad and Sopranos and all those shows. They're great shows. There is no show that I love the way that I love star Trek. 
I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I mean, the there there I was always more into movies and TV, but I mean, yeah, like when I was when I was in my formative years uh, throughout this growing up in the 70s and, and the 80s, you know, the shows that I loved, I, I mean, I, I watched Star Trek every night at 7 p.m. And then when it shifted to 1130 at night, uh, this was around the time that I got a Betamax and I was able nice. to tape the episodes. And then the next next day I would watch them. Um, but even before that, I would hold a little tape recorder up to the TV so that I at least had the episode and the dialogue. And that's wow. really how I memorized the dialogue. And also, you know, looking back to that 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 first episode, you know, that was the beginning of the of the second season. So you have episodes like like a mock time, the changeling, obviously mirror mirror, the doomsday machine. Journey to Babel, Metamorphosis. I mean, like the second season is when Star Trek really hit its stride, and that's when I discovered it. So, and but you have every episode back to back throughout the second season. There's, there's not, they're, they're all great, or at least really, really good. You know, you don't have a Mud's Women or an alternative factor in there, thank goodness. Um, but, uh, but it, it I, but I agree. You know that that there are certain shows that really stay with you for Star Trek. Nothing tops it. Yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of Battlestar Galactica, both versions. Good show. Uh, I, I I loved the, the Twilight Zone. I love Buck Rogers in the 25th <laughs> century. I'm a I'm a classic Doctor Who fan between John Pertwee, uh, Peter Davison, and of course Tom Baker. But to this day, to this day, especially especially throughout the course of this past year. When, when we've all been faced with very, very challenging times, whether it's the pandemic or the, or the unrest in this country, I go to Star Trek. It's my, it's my comfort zone. It's my happy place. And these, like, even if I'm working on my computer and I just have it on in the background, I can hear the voices, hear the music. It's like having, having my best friend in the room. Uh, it, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. When I'm in a bad mood and it's late at night and I'm like, I just need something to make me feel better. I'll just turn on balance of terror. I go, I, I feel like where no man has gone before or whatever, you know, just some episode I need. And, and, and this is the thing too about Star Trek is that I'm not going to say that every episode is great. They're not all great, mm. but with only one or two obsection, uh, uh, exceptions, I love the bad episodes and yep. that it's like unconditional love. Uh, I will, I will happily watch uh, an episode of, of bad Star Trek because there are still, there's still things I like about them. I and mean, people, yeah, I mean, I just made the joke about the alternative factor and Mud's women. Uh, but also, you know, you can make a bad joke about the Spock's brain, but Spock's brain for the first half of the episode is actually really, really good. Um, and the well, score is fantastic. So well, I'm, I'm with you. And the thing is, in Spock's brain, they kind of know that it's not a good episode and it's even <laughs> sort of fun and, you know, just watching them just struggle their way through this stuff that isn't that good. And, I, and it's, you know what it is? It's the difference between conditional love and unconditional love. Mm -hmm. My love for Star Trek is unconditional. Yep. And, and, and I think that's why as we started to have all these conversations and went, you know what? We have a lot to say. And so our goal in this show, or at least I'll say my goal in this show is just really dig in deep and do, I, I mean, this is going to sound arrogant, but I want to do the definitive discussion about the original series of star trek that's, that's what i what want this to do. is uh, we are we are definitely on the same starship with that steve because <laughs> because you know when i really thought about it you know in terms of podcasting you know i i've i've done yours uh, you know cinephiles with you and john quite a bit now and and i and just just to say about the cinephiles it is without question the best the the most uh uh rewarding 
and most uh, uh, enlightening conversation I have ever had about movies with anyone anywhere. So, so that's why I keep coming back to you with that. But, but really, uh, uh, you know, like I'm like, well, like, what do they need another Star Trek podcast for? It's been done, but they haven't done it like we're going to do it because we we certainly come with so much knowledge, so much passion, so much appreciation, so much perspective. Because again, Steve, we discovered this fell in love with it as kids, as little kids. And now here we are as middle-aged men, uh, still remembering what we loved about it, but having a new love for it, seeing it in a different way, seeing how certain episodes have, have, have aged very, very well. And many of them definitely have, some of them haven't. Um, But for the most part, it just, just the, the passion, you know, I, 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 I love talking about things that I really, really, really love. And I, there's nothing that I love in terms of entertainment more than Star Trek. So to get into it, get into the nitty gritty episode by episode on enterprise incidents where we really can just go, go to town, you know, on what it is that we love about it and just different perspectives that you and I will have. Uh, that's what's good. That's what will make this series really great. And I hope that, that all the, all the fans that I've known over the years will, will join us on this voyage and, uh, and, and maybe they'll get something out of it themselves. Maybe they'll just really enjoy hearing a very passionate and lively and energetic and enthusiastic conversation about the positivity of Star Trek. And I can't wait to have all these conversations with you, Scott. And I can't wait for all of you to join us on the journey. And the best way for you to do this, of course, is subscribe to the podcast. You can do it a whole bunch of places, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. The most important thing, particularly when we're launching our show, is please leave reviews on iTunes. They make a huge difference in the show getting noticed. And if you want to interact with us, you can Go on Facebook and do a search for Enterprise Incidents. We're on Instagram at Enterprise Incidents, and we're on Twitter at Enter Incidents because Enterprise Incidents was too long. So Enter Incidents on Twitter. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Mance. You can check out my Facebook page, which is Scott Mance. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you could do it on Twitter at SR Morris, on Instagram at SR Morris One. And if you want to check out my other podcast, and in particular, Scott's appearances on the other podcast, it's The Cinephiles. We do a deep dive into a film every week. And you can listen to, speaking of Star Trek, Scott talking about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the motion picture, and we just released Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. And be sure, because this is it. We are going in and we are going big and we are not going home until the voyage home. So please join us for the very first true episode of Enterprise Incidents. And since we are starting and we are going in production order, you know what that means. We are launching Enterprise Incidents with the very first Star Trek episode ever produced, which is The Cage featuring Jeffrey Hunter as Captain Christopher Pike. So join us on Enterprise Incidents. And until the first episode, keep going boldly.